So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. Smashing Security. Splinter Episode. Passwords. With Carol Terrio, Vanya Schweitzer and Graham Cluley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smashing Security, a very special episode of Smashing Security. It's our splinter episode where we are talking today about tips on how you can better protect yourself online. And one of the things which um, I think we should chat about, because people are always asking me what they could be better doing about it, is passwords. They're a bit of a problem, aren't they? Oh, they're pretty awful. We all hate them. I don't know anyone who thinks passwords are fun, but they're, they're kind of a necessary evil, a bit like dandruff shampoo. <laughs> isn't it and you know we all remember life before passwords we're all of an age where i don't think i thought started thinking about passwords until i was in my teens right to be honest i i don't even remember what happens yesterday let alone life before the passwords poor old vanya he's got to that point hasn't <laughs> he's he? so old he's so he's old, so old yes. these days and he, he, yeah i mean password they are a nightmare aren't they and particularly for the sort of um Let's put it the the frailer, more elderly generation, people like Vanya, who are finding it hard to keep track of all of these things. And of course, people are expecting you to remember lots of passwords, aren't they? Well, that's it. You know, I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds of accounts. And um, I, of course, use a unique password, which we're going to talk about why that's important in a second. But I have to, you know, I in my head, I wouldn't be able to remember all those. Of course you wouldn't. That's why you can always have one password for every site. You choose a nice password, you remember it, right? Oh, I see. You're thinking you just come up with one strong password and use that everywhere. Yeah. And if you could remember that. Well, excellent security advice there from Vanya Schweitzer. Yeah. Um, but I would argue that maybe choosing a password like Enrico Joyously Leopards uh, 79 isn't such a good idea because, of course, if you get hacked in one place, if your password spills out in a data breach, what's the first thing the hackers are going to do? Well, they'll, they'll try again, yeah. They'll try it again and they'll try and unlock your email or they'll try and unlock your PayPal account or your Amazon or exactly. who knows what. Exactly. And it's going to be absolutely horrendous, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't. Mark Zuckerberg earlier this year's LinkedIn uh, password got hacked. And had he used that same password on other social accounts, he would have had a real disaster on his hands. He was using it, actually. He was using it on his Twitter account. I think oh, that's right. That's Instagram. right. That's right. And um, now... 
interestingly, he didn't use that particular password. By the way, it was a very dumb password. It was da, 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 D-A, yep. D-A, D-A. He didn't use that password on his Facebook account, probably his most important account, I imagine, because his security team had said, Hi, buddy, you've got to have a really strong password on your account because you are a prime target. You know what, though? You're making a super good point that not all uh, websites or account, uh, you know, where they demand a password actually teach you how to make a secure password. So some of them might ex- accept something like da, 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 right? And mm. um, th- that is, uh, you know, it might give you a false sense of confidence that, you know, that they know what they're doing. But actually, you need to kind of take ownership of how secure you make your password. Right. So let's step back a little bit and, and think about passwords. Because when I speak to regu- you know, regular civilians, what am I talking about? People outside the computer security industry who have sort of... <laughs> accepted that they do need passwords but aren't necessarily sure quite how they should be dealing with them yeah um they say to you know they say all the time well what makes a strong password you know what should my password be like and i've got a couple of rules and maybe you guys can chip in if you can think of any others but i think one of them is what we've just mentioned you need a unique password you need different passwords for different accounts but you also need a password which is hard to guess And one of the mistakes that some people make is they will make their password the name of their dog or their favourite soccer team or um, their mother's maiden name or something which is fairly easy for someone to determine if they know that particular individual. So you might have someone close to you or a work colleague who's then able to work out how to get into your accounts. Yeah, even if it's a phrase from a song or or a book. You know, th- those are yeah. not very difficult to so, guess. So summer of 69 is not a good choice <laughs> for a Canadian. Okay. Oh. No matter how great this song is. No matter how is, great this song is. It is a fantastic song. Let's face it. It's one of the best. Um, but those sort of phrases, no good at all. As And similarly, password is no good. And one, two, three, four, five is no good. And qwerty yup is no good. Because we've seen that all before. 1Q2W3E4R, that's not good either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people do this, though, because they don't see the importance of the data they're protecting as being valuable, because they're just starting off the account. So what you have to remember is that you're going to be probably using this account for something. That's why you're setting it up. And you're going to be putting in data and information that if it did get out, it could prove to, you know, to to be harmful to you. Right. So we're saying your password needs to be unique. It needs to be hard to guess. But another it needs to be thing long. We... It has to have lots of characters. It oh, can't okay, just be five right, characters. Okay. Length matters. So the longer the password... I would, of course, say length matters. Normally, that makes it stronger. Um, not, not always. You've, not you've just the be... length, of course. It's not just length. It's also the complexity of the password. So <laughs> we would recommend that you have lowercase and uppercase. You have numbers. numbers. You have... Ampersands, special characters, signs. Yeah. You know, any stuff like that you can shove in there. It's got to be good. And this will help make your password hard to crack. Because one of the things which the hackers are doing is they are using dictionaries. Uh, they have dictionaries of the most common words and uh, the most common passwords, which they will use against a password database in order to try and crack your password. Also, if you have, if you have, if you use passwords and you exchange some of the letters for numbers instead of E, you use three or instead of L, you use one. That's also easily guessable. Right. So, for instance, if you, if your password, let's just use a really dumb example to explain that. If you've got the, the, the word password 
don't just change the A to a 4 and the O to a 0, because, you know, that's no protection at all against a modern attacker trying to crack your password. So it needs to be better than that. But all of this stuff, right, the length, yeah. the complexity, the, the uniqueness, all comes down to a, one central problem, which is how on earth is Carole's puny brain, which is <laughs> simply full of Brian Adams' lyrics, how is it going to be able to cope? How is it going to remember all ask of these me. passwords. Ask me how I manage it. Ask me. Crow, how can you manage this impossible task with your feeble female mind? I was just wow. doing that for effect, guys. Yeah, I'm okay. Just, yeah. We, we, well, all know, we all know you're not really female. Come on. <laughs> so I use a password manager. Um, there's a lot of reputable password managers and there are a few out there that maybe are less reputable. So choose wisely. But what a password manager will do is basically keep all your passwords in one place. And all you need to remember is one master password, which you make, as Graham said earlier, unique, hard to crack, holding lots of characters. And I'm talking over 12 characters to be long. Um, and some go up to 20. I mean, that's a minimum. Um, and then you have this one password to access everything. Um, it, it proves very useful and, and you don't even have to make them memorable that way. So they're not as easy to crack. They're very random because they're automatically generated. Yes, they're automatically generated and they are stored in a safe and secure way. So yeah. even if you're, they get compromised, they wouldn't be, you know, the hackers wouldn't be easily guessing their passwords. So what we're recommending... Everyone does, right? Everyone who listens to this podcast, I think, has got an interest in doing this and properly protecting themselves. We would recommend, for the vast majority of people, run a password management program on your computer which stores your passwords securely and encrypted, protected by one strong master password. And that master password, if you find it hard to remember all that complexity, maybe you could create a passphrase where you have a sequence of random words. So you could be something like, I don't know, suspects 38 plague 21 rots or something like that. It's quite a long phrase. You've got some numbers in there as well. You could add an exclamation mark somewhere in there or an ampersand. But no one, some... no one should use that one. No one no, use that one. Don't use that one. In fact, I've already forgotten it. But if you <laughs> memorize one. your master password, then that will be your key to your password management program. And the beauty of this is that when you try to log into online accounts, you can actually have your password manager pop up and say, oh, I know the password for this site. I'll type it in for you. Some good ones even say to you, ooh, your password for this site is actually quite weak. Let us help you make that a stronger password. Which, which is, is fantastic, wonderful isn't service. It? Yep. It's fantastic. So I think passwords are pretty much here to stay, but also password stealing is here to stay as well. And the bad guys steal your passwords through phishing attacks where they try and lead you to bogus websites, trying to trick you into entering your password details. That's, that, by the way, is another way in which password managers can protect you because they won't pop up if it's a bogus site. They should only pop up if it's the real site and offer to enter your password. But you can also have your password stolen through key login malware, maybe even key login hardware or through a data breach. There's tons of ways. Lots yeah. and lots of ways to do yeah. this. Um, but generally, our advice is have a unique password, make them hard to crack, hard to guess, and run a password manager. What else can people do to better protect their accounts, though? 
Um, so you can, uh, you, we haven't mentioned 2FA or two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, okay. as it's also known. You're nerding me out right now, right, with this, this terminology. What, what is this 2FA and multi-factor authentication? What, what's that bringing me that passwords don't bring me? Well, you have this additional factor. I mean, passwords are something you know, while the second factor is something you have. So you can have this sort of unique generators of numbers, which when you authenticate, it really proves that it's you that's trying to log on to a particular system. So it's not just the password, but an additional number that you have. You either receive it through an SMS message or you have an app on your phone that generates a number for you or you have some other specialized hardware that allows you to enter and create those numbers. So it's a bit like your bank account, for instance, right? It's like your bank account, you're using a kind of token to generate an automatic number. So it's like a physical device in some cases. Absolutely. It's it's exactly like that. Right. Okay. So we would recommend, and many websites are now beginning to offer this kind of additional level of security. We would recommend that people do this, enable it in order to harden their accounts. And if you do that, even if your password does get stolen, Lord forbid that it happens, but if it does get stolen, the hackers shouldn't be able to access your account because they have that extra hurdle to get past. So a good tip there for everybody. Well, I think that's about all we have time for this episode. We very briefly covered passwords. I'm sure we'll be coming back to passwords again, but I hope that's been some useful advice uh, for most people as to how to create stronger passwords and how to remember their passwords rather than using their puny human brains. All that's left for me is to apologise to Kroll, first of all, for making the rather sexist comment earlier, and to (laughs) recommend that if you like us... Kroll, do you forgive me? No. Oh, dear. (laughs) I just did it for a cheap gag. We'll see how this develops in next episode. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Tune in to find out what happens and how Carol gets her revenge. Uh, Subscribe if you like us. Leave a rating and review in iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Smashing Security or visit us at smashingsecurity.com. But until next time, thanks very much and uh, speak again soon. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye.